Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon, Jen. Good afternoon, Michael. I have announcements here, unless you want to start us in another direction. No, announcement sounds good. Okay. If you're already meditating in the morning or wish to start, enjoy the extra support of meditating with Sangha with virtual meditation groups. The 30-minute conference call meditation sessions happen seven days a week. For a complete schedule and for other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show, Jen. Um, if you want to get in the queue to talk with Jen, you can press star six and then one to make gas show and a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. Right. Okay, Jen, you ready? I am ready. Thanks, Michael. Okay, here we go. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Emily from Seattle. Hey, Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi. Um, well, I'm mostly just kind of wanted to practice my diving into the cold water thing <laughs> practice. Excellent. Very so, good. Uh-huh. Um, just practice that motion. Don't want to get rusty. And, and um, something, if I remember correctly, something that you had seen during the email class. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke yeah. last then. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And then I think I remember saying at the time, like, oh, it's not fun. It's not fun. And then I later I was thinking, that was really fun. That was mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. <laughs> listened to conditioning saying that. And then I thought about it. And I was like, well, the truth is I really enjoyed talking with you. I really enjoyed connecting yeah. and participating yeah. and yeah, and it's so important to see that, isn't it, Emily? Because, I mean, what you essentially did, it sounds like, is a version of what Sherry's always encouraging all of us is, how do you know that? Where is that, really? Where is that information coming from, right? So, but we're never supposed to take that next step of really looking at it. We're supposed to just accept that assessment, you know, yeah, it's not really fun. I mean, I'm doing it. I'm jumping into the cold water, but, you know, it's not really fun. So, of course, eventually, where's that going to lead us to? Well, I don't really want to do it anymore. It's not fun. But you took that extra step of looking to see, and what you saw was my experience was it actually was fun. Yes, yeah, exactly. I can see those both, both of those things happening so clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess what I was, um, I'd like to get moving a little bit or it's feeling a bit stuck is I am listening to conditioning talk way too much about it's just taken practice and made it something to feel bad about, like that I'm not mm-hmm. doing enough and like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always, I even feel like I've talked about this before, 
and probably didn't follow the guidance to um, kind of work with that, the, the voice that takes practice and says, oh, you not, it makes me feel guilty. Like, it's just... Right, right. Well, and I projected did it just right there, right? Because you've talked about this before, as has anyone who's done awareness practice for any length of time at all. Because... It really, the voice has no choice but to start to attack practice at some point. If, if we're, if it's obvious, we're going to stay committed, you know. And you've mm-hmm. been long and you've been around long enough, clearly, that the voice gets it that this is important to you, and you're not giving up. So then, eventually, it has to attack practice directly. So you and all the rest of us have talked about it any number of times, and then in comes that assessment, where I think you said you know, I've probably talked about this before and I probably didn't take the guidance and I didn't, right? There's just another negative assessment of the situation. Yeah, yeah. And I talk about the, like, the the not listening and not paying attention and then it's something that feels like it's my fault, (laughs) you know. Right. Right, if I were doing it better, if I were more committed, then that wouldn't be happening and I wouldn't be struggling to, you know, not believe the voice and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I don't know, like to um, move move beyond that. There is the way that I, yeah. I guess I'm still really believing it. Like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not listening. I'm not paying attention. Well, you know, that, that, that. It reminds me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then that becomes the whole conversation and the whole narrative around practice, which again, I mean, it's such a good campaign to get us to quit because that, talk about not fun, that is really not fun to be, to have that be, you know, every time I turn to practice, what I get is a whole load of guilt and you're not doing it well enough and you should be doing more and I mean, yeah, you did that, but you're not that, you know, that's no fun at all. And so it reminds me as you're talking of, you know, we'll often do that exercise of look to see what's working. So the mm-hmm. conditioned mind always wants us to be in a conversation about what's not working. Loss, lack, mm-hmm. deprivation, you know, what's wrong essentially. And so the training point can be what's working. You know, mm-hmm. so I love with things like that, okay, if I, if I really... I'm experiencing being stuck in a certain place, you know, setting up a structure for myself for whatever period of time, okay, for the next week or the next month, whatever feels like it fits for you. All of the conversation, you know, and this is where the recorder comes in, is going to be about what's working in my practice. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter, you know, it's not a conversation about and therefore I should do more or, oh, God, i got to sign up for that. or No, it's just... Okay, today, what worked? Like, for example, I called into the radio show to report back on the insight I had in the email class about how I want to keep jumping into the cold water, and I did it today by calling mm-hmm. into open air. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's huge, and I think there are just huge, huge. things like that all day that happens exactly. around practice and that just gets dismissed right. into this load of guilt. Like, exactly. yeah, my attention on that voice. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. And what I love about those very specific um, support structures is, so let's say it was for, you know, a month. And the voice says, yeah, but I mean, you still can't, huh? Yep, uh, you're probably right. And But this month, we're not talking about that. So if that's still happening after this month, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> but it gives, a, it gives this huge wide open permission to completely stay out of that conversation, no matter what it says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what could be my response to um, like not paying attention or drifting, you know, drifting during yeah. the calls? I mean, it's always been such a negative um, reaction, but I was just I was thinking about something Sherry said the other day, but I mean, if there wasn't that self-hate after like we did something, then that would take yep. sort of the energy out of it. Or Precisely, mm-hmm. precisely, exactly. And how do you know you've drifted? Oh, yeah, to say that, oh, I'm, I'm back. Oh, exactly. That's the only way you know you drifted is you came back. So it's, it's endlessly fascinating to me how we're so trained to focus on I was gone, instead of, the funny part is, every time we realize we're gone, we're back here. So we could just as legitimately say, well, I'm back again. Look at that. Again, I'm back. It happens every single time. I keep coming back. Yeah, and just be happy that, oh, here I am, and kind of let that that beating go. (laughs) Exactly. The mastery of what you just said, which is, nope, no self-hate no self-hate because exactly as you were I think I remember that conversation you're talking about that Sherry had and that what she was pointing at is you know prove it to ourselves if we don't indulge self-hate at all things start to really shift around I mean easier said than done certainly it's it's a real training but we can train with it we absolutely can in exactly the way you're saying so in oh you drifted off again Oh, I'm so glad I'm back here. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so happy yeah. to be back here. Not indulging that beating at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, where I need to go. And that's yeah. a great idea about the just the focus, everything that's mm-hmm. going well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a form of jumping in the cold water, isn't it? All right, here we go. We're going cold turkey on not believing any self-hate. Jumping in. That sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. And I know you'll okay. report back for us, Emily. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. So much. Thank you. All right. Gusho. Bye-bye. Gusho. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Emily. And uh, Jen, that system is just so cruel. I mean, I heard in the conversation all of the successes that are happening in practice. And yet, you know, for me, I, I get stuck in believing the criticism yeah. rather than seeing the yeah. successes that are just overwhelming. It's so true, Michael. It is so true. And it all the time with everything, with practice and with everything else in our lives. I had a moment like that just recently, you know, just, oh, it's all this and that and this, and just stopped. 
right. and wrote down everything that's working. And it, I mean, immediately it shifts the attention. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, and it's great. That's a great uh, pivot. Yeah. You don't move there. It is, yeah. And I have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? This is Chuck in Milwaukee. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Hi. Hey. Uh, well, uh, I'm really surprised that I got on right now. Um, so it's probably a good thing because I'm not prepared. But <laughs> Very good. I wanted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to report a funny kind of thing that's happening in terms of guidance. And that is that it seems like sometimes my guidance is speaking to me through my conditioning. So, for example, uh, I often will have the experience that I, I don't know what to do. Like I might be working on a project mm-hmm. or something coming up and then, it's just a feeling I don't know what to do. And uh, I've had that for a long time. And then recently, I, it seemed to me that that's not the problem. That's the guidance. And so if I just go meditate and just consciously don't know what to do. Uh, or, uh-huh. <laughs> or sometimes it's like I'll be doing something and it's like, I'll feel like, oh, I just don't want to, I don't want to do anything. You know, I got taxes, this, that, I don't want to do anything. And rather than uh, unsuccessfully try and marshal my willpower to attack Mm -hmm. it, it's like, oh, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. that's the guidance. Don't do anything. And just sit down and stop all of my business, stop everything. And kind yep. of reset, and then I, yep. and then it's not, it's not violent, really, um, mm. because the next I don't have to force myself and yeah. and be wrestling with myself. It's like the next thing is right. just oh yeah, it's like oh, I know what I want to do. I want to wash the dishes because I want yeah. the dishes done, or it's like I. Right. You know, I like taking out the garbage because, yes. for one thing, I'm really good at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's such a, mm-hmm. a complete act. You know, it's like I wrap yeah. up the garbage and I take it out and I put it, and it's like it's unambiguous. Uh, yeah. But my point is that the next yeah. thing, it just becomes obvious. But I do have a, a point of confusion I wanted to ask you about. Well, first, Chuck, I just want to let me just reflect where where you are because it's so fun. I don't know if you've ever heard Ashwini. She's been talking about it a lot recently. That sort of, um, I can't remember exactly the phrasing she uses, but essentially that the message is exactly as you're saying, really. The message is in the conditioned conversation. It's just that we're not to, right? It's exactly what you're describing, I think. What we're, what we're normally tuned to, so for example, the voice says, oh, I don't know what to do next. And we're supposed to take that on as a problem, right? So the voice is going to make that into a problem. And I should know what to do, 
And as you say, in comes the violence of like, okay, well then make yourself, huh, or you got to be productive, or you, but instead you're tuning into, okay, what's the message, the life message that's actually hidden in plain sight there? And it is truly don't do anything. Stop and be. And when you do that, what's available to you is, oh, I get it. It's time for the dishes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, now the place where I'm a little confused is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm new to this program in the last few months, and uh, I'm getting mm-hmm. so much out of it. And uh, just, that, uh, you know, the notion that I, I don't, I don't have to resolve everything. I don't have to work through everything. I, I don't mm-hmm. have to, I don't have to do anything. And right. It's like, it's like, <laughs> you know, my, my life is, is there. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I, I didn't make this, it's freely given. Yeah. And so I don't have to. Yeah keep making these conditions, including resolving, you know, uh, my opinions about how I was raised or anything like that. I don't have to. But here's a place where I'm confused, Jen, and that is that sometimes Uh I get the sense, you know, I hear, uh, you know, I I heard Ashwini say, you know, I said something about compassion uh, for my parts, and she said, no, guidance I think I heard her say guidance is not to have compassion for the conditioning, but to have compassion for the actual person. And I I get that, but I see it a little differently because in the same way that what I was talking about before is kind of like a nonviolent approach. It's like when I'm Mm -hmm. not at the effect of my conditioning, I feel compassion for my part. And even the part, the inner critic... And, I, you know, that says, you don't know what you're doing. And, you know, the, that uh, Scott was modeling the other day. And it's uh-huh. like if, if, if I'm not identified and I'm, and I'm in a place of, you know, if I'm free of that and I turn to yep. that, I see the desperation and the fear and the anxiety that that's coming from. And if I ask, why are you criticizing me? I see that that part is desperately trying to keep me from being hurt or disappointed or whatever it might be. Mm. It's, it's methodology mm. is totally messed up, but mm-hmm. it's not coming from uh, a bad place. In, in other words, I'm saying it's, it's, there are no barriers to compassion outwardly or inwardly. It's all just misunderstood. Yes. Yeah. Well, there are no barriers to compassion. Amen. There are no barriers to compassion. Um, I, don't, I don't know what in particular Ashwini was saying, but often we talk about that place of people will say things like, like you're saying of, but doesn't self-hate need compassion too? And the thing that I've heard Sherry often say around that is, sure, you know, perhaps. Um, and, you know, there is a lot of suffering that's happened for you know, since the beginning of beginning this time to be embraced in compassion and, you know, we'll start there, essentially. So, and and that may be, you know, what you're essentially pointing at, um, Chuck, and that there's a place where 
you know, it, it is, there's layers and layers and layers to all of this, certainly. And being with all of our experience in compassion is tremendous. I mean, like you said a minute ago, the realization that we don't have to do anything, we don't have to resolve anything, we don't have to, you know, go back through our past and make it all okay. It, it's all okay exactly as it is. That, I think, is the compassion that you're talking about. Yeah, and, and I'm also talking about person to person, except the person that I'm feeling compassion for is the person, the the, the sub personalities that she talks about in some of her books. Mm-hmm. And some mm-hmm. of the, you know, yeah. and like, that, sorry, say that again. <laughs> we both stop. It's like, you know, it's like what Tara Brock says. You know, that little story that you're going through the woods and all of a sudden the dog lunges at you and it's growling and right away you get defensive and angry and what's with this dog? Then you see that the dog is caught in a trap and that's why it's Uh it's vicious. And right away your attitude shifts from defensiveness to compassion. And what I'm saying Uh is, oh, I experienced the same thing inwardly with my self-hating parts. If I can come, if I can relate to them from a place of freedom, even all that is misunderstood and deserves compassion. Uh-huh. Well, two things occur to me as you're saying all that, Chuck. One is to keep having your own experience. Because in my experience, self-hate isn't very interested in relating in the way that you're pointing at, in the sense of, now, Again, so this, let me just say the second thing, because that might even be the, the, the higher level thing, which is what you're talking about is a very, very nuanced thing. And as I say, multi, multi-layered. And I think it would be a really fascinating topic to call in one week when Sherry's facilitating open air to talk to her about mm-hmm. it, because I think it would be helpful probably for all of us to hear it. But the thing that I was going to say is that there certainly are... Um, you know, we we go in and out, in and out of identifications all the time, right? And so I might be feeling like a you know disgruntled teenager. I hate everyone, and everyone's terrible, and exactly. you're this, and you're that, right? In my experience, that's different than self hatred coming at me, um, and it's not my experience that self hatred is interested in being embraced in compassion. So. That's something I would just offer to you in terms of, you know, having your own experience of it, practicing with it, and as I say, perhaps calling in another time to continue the conversation with Sherry. Okay. Does that speak to it? Uh, well, I mean, yes, it, it speaks. It speaks to it, and uh, there's a whole. I see this. This conversation, it's a whole big <laughs> conversation, and there's a lot there. But, you know, and I'm thinking, and I'm not going to go further, but just to say that I'm thinking in terms of that what's ignored doesn't just go away because it's ignored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it's what we were talking about in this first conversation, that it's not – it's not so much ignoring that we're practicing is directing attention, mm-hmm. right, to where we want it to be. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things is we can, right, if we get into a, a big conversation around, okay, well, this, and I'm not sure if it's that, and if I embrace this in compassion, and what's available to us in that moment, just with every other moment, whatever's going on, we can come back here. Oh, my gosh, it is an absolutely beautiful day. The sun is about to set. The air is clean and beautiful. The fall colors, right? Feeling the breath in the body. Yes. And exactly as you said, Chuck, earlier in the conversation, that sense of just stopping and being and letting life inform. Good. Gasho. Yeah. Thank you. Gasho. Thank you. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for joining us, Chuck. And Jen, I loved that bit about I don't have to do anything. It's just so relaxing. I don't have to solve anything. And it really don't have to Yeah, it applies with everything. All the time. Yes. Yes. And Jen, let me bring a good news guest good news update guest on here. Excellent, thank you. And I'll turn it over to you, Jen, for a good news update. Well, thanks, Michael. And I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Judy, who is here to speak with us about her experience of participating in the recent email class, Having Fun. Welcome, Judy. Hi, Jen. I'm happy to be here. Hey. Happy to have you. I was thinking today in, in preparation for this interview, I thought, well, you know, that class really did live up to its, its title, didn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the big things. Judy, one second before we launch in. You sound a little bit like you're at the bottom of a tunnel. Are you maybe on a a headset or? Well, I I have my earbuds in. Let's see. I don't know what else to do. I'm afraid. Is this any better? Okay. That's a little bit better. Yep. I think probably if you speak clearly, we'll hear you. All right. Or she could try taking them out, Jen, too. Sometimes that helps. Take the earbuds out? Yeah. Is that an option? No. Oh, that's that's Oh, that's much better, Judy. (laughs) Whatever that was. Okay. Okay, good. How about this now? Uh, actually, now we're back. Same same thing. Keep keep going. Let's see how it goes. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Buzz out now, and I'm just talking directly. Oh, that's, that's perfect. That's beautiful. Okay. Thank good. you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So where were we? The, the Having Fun email class. Judy, we lost you again. Ba- my experience, I don't know if you have a Bluetooth headset, but my experience is that it might be picking up, even if you don't have it in your ear. It might have to be kind of put into oh, the... Oh, okay. Oh, there you are again. Okay. Now you're here. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Okay, quick, tell us everything you ever wanted to say about the email class. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, well, one of the big things that I saw was, was that my whole definition of um, fun changed with the class. You know, I had, or conditioning had always had it content specific or activity specific. And what shifted was that now it's um, more oriented to curiosity and what's happening now and, yeah, and presence, presence, yeah. And then yes. the guide yes. pointed me into a, a couple of specific directions that just opened up the world, right. a new world to me. Uh-huh. Say more. Well, for example, one of the ways conditioning has worked for me for years has been this um, cloud of gloom that's kind of always around. I mean, it's not anything specific or specific voices. It's just kind of a heaviness. Woe is me. And, and uh, mm. the guide encouraged me to look at Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore. And somehow I grew up without oh. them. So I took it on just like we did in the Kill a Mockingbird class or the yeah, the Mockingbird, you know, projections. And I started watching the YouTube videos and yeah. listening to the book. And every time I heard Eeyore, my heart just opened uh-huh. to this <laughs> gloomy attitude. You know, it just shifted everything for uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Wow. I love it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> that is practice and action right there, Judy, isn't it? That, so, it, I mean, because everything about it, right? So email class, you take it on. And in the guidance, something's revealed that it sounds like has been there all along, but you've never really looked at it that way. Right. And then you take on the guidance, and you really start to look at it, and it reveals this whole other thing to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a fun, lighthearted yeah. way, you know, that I would never have dreamed yeah. was possible to work with that gloominess, to just have so much fun around right. it. To have so much fun with it. And what a perfect suggestion, Right. Winnie the Pooh. I mean, that's the yeah. whole thing, really. Right. It's a lighthearted way to look at those various things that go on with us, and mm-hmm. ER was a perfect way for you to look at that doom and gloom that's been around for, you know, however long, and then it's a really fun, lighthearted way to look at it, to play with right. it. Right. And then what else I saw was how much all of them get along together, even though they have very wide range of moods and activities and orientations. They're all great friends, and I thought, oh, I can have that, those wide undulations of emotions myself and still love everybody. You'll still be with everybody. Yes. Yes. Exactly. There's room for all of it. Mm-hmm. And none of it has to be wrong or bad or changed or fixed. Right. It can all be there. Right. And that it can be fun to have mm-hmm. it all there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just what you were pointing to in the first conversation and what we've talked about so much is it's actually looking for what's working for me, you know, looking to life instead of um, you know, as being in relationship with life instead of in relationship with conditioning. You know, I can catch conditioning. I could know when I'm in conditioning. But without the celebration or the shift to look at life, that's where my focus was still on. Even though I learned about redirecting my attention, it was still in relationship to conditioning rather than with life, I think. Well, and, and in a way, when we see something like that, it can bring back to the conversation around compassion, a great deal of compassion for us because no wonder it feels a little gloomy. If, if most of the attention is on conditioned mind, <laughs> even if it's seeing conditioned mind, how it works, right, that, that does tend to, you know, it's not very uplifting. But right. to make that shift to, ah, not just I saw what conditioning's up to, but 
celebrating that I saw it. Mm-hmm. That really does shift it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah, and I hadn't seen that, that that could be the, until you facilitated it, that that could be the cause for the gloom, because I was, not that I need to have a cause, a cause, but that was, you know, even though I tried to redirect my attention, the, attention, the relationship was still with scanning for conditioning. Exactly. Exactly. And what is conditioning saying? No, you still have conditioning. And why are you not feeling better? Because you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be paying attention to conditioning. You should be able to, right? And it is. It's completely gloomy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what you started with, Judy, is so perfect. I think it's what so many of us got to in the class. It was in so many of the responses that Sherry wrote. That presence, what we got to is, oh, mm-hmm. really, fun is a synonym for presence. Presence is a synonym for fun. Right. I mean, that's when we're here, then it's all fun in a, mm-hmm. in a very large sense. Not in that sense of, oh, you know, I'm always getting what I want and, you know, it's all sort of rainbows. And, but in a much larger sense, in that sense that it's all completely all right and we can, in a sense, play with all of it. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm happy to be here. You know, it's that same exactly. kind of, yeah, it's the same kind of global orientation. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. You know, and I, I loved how as we were starting this interview and the sound wasn't working, so what? We just have fun with that. Yeah. Right? And just, and, yeah. Yeah, and I've learned something. You know, I didn't know that, that if the earbuds were close, even though I didn't know that. So, you know, now I know. How great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. Celebrate that. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. means I can call in more Excellent. often because I was, I was always been concerned about whether or not I could be heard or not, and I didn't want to go into that conversation, but now I know the trick, so I'll call in more often. <laughs> See? Oh, Judy, that is perfect. That is brilliant. Because what I hear in that is we don't have to be afraid to learn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the only way we find those things out is because it, quote, doesn't work. Right. Right? So it's the, now we're at Thomas Edison mm-hmm. and the fun of mm-hmm. inventing that light bulb. Mm-hmm. And every single experiment is part of the fun. Every right. single experiment is part of the light bulb. Mm-hmm. And the freedom that there are no mistakes is just, what now? What now? What now? Exactly. What now? What now? What now? Yes, there are no mistakes. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Very fun. Very fun. Very fun. <laughs> well, Judy, thank you so much for being with us to talk about your experience of the email class. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Take Go care. Happy. Bye-bye. Go happy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us, Judy. Jen, one of the many things I loved about that conversation is being willing to follow the guidance because, right, I get guidance all the time, yeah, from practice, from life. Yes. But how, how often am I willing to say, okay, I'm going to follow that? And, you know, it opens up new worlds. Yes. It's fabulous. Yes. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's really everything, that dialogue of guidance yes. in practice. Yes. I mean, we, and we hear it on the show all the time, people calling to report back on what they've seen after they've been working with something. And even if, 
you know, you work with it, or you work with it, you work with it, you can't see it, you're not seeing, okay, well, here's what I'm seeing so far. Where's the next place to look? Those really become, in fact, it was in one of the imageries, I think, but, or in the class somewhere where Sherry was referring to the fun of working with a challenging puzzle that you know you're going to solve. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. You don't know when, you don't know how, you don't, but, but it is, you're, you're in it, you know, and it's, it's fun. Yes, yeah, it's fun. And what's fun, Jen, is that we have another caller here. Excellent. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, this is Dana from Alaska. Hi, Dana. Hey, Dana. Hi. Um, well, I've been um, listening to Open Air a lot lately, just like old archives, and I almost never really have been in the habit of listening to it live. And um, it just kind of like drew to my attention that I could listen to it this afternoon. And a lot of why I wanted to do it is because I just wanted to hear your guys' voices because um, mm. it's been such a comfort to me. Um, just, you know, I've been basically like I've been sick and I've been like taking a computer with me up to bed and like falling asleep listening to the voices of the of the song of conversation and I'll you know I'll start uh, off with to what people are saying and then I'll just drift to sleep okay. and uh, it's really okay. and really soothing and um, so yeah. I do have many things to talk about but my main reason to call in was to to just be here talking with with you Jen and Michael and so that's my introduction well and and that's so beautiful, Dana, because, of course, when you do that, what you're doing is you're creating the practice conversation. You're participating in being the practice conversation that literally thousands of us go to in exactly the way you're describing. Because, I, you know, you really you use the word, as I go to bed, I'm listening to the voices of Sangha and practice. And that makes it so clear why that tool, radio shows, recording and listening, all of that is so crucial to us because it gives us a very concrete way to direct the attention to where we want it to be instead of the conditioned conversation. And so you calling in tonight to talk and to talk about that in particular is creating that conversation for all of us to be in. Yeah, and I think like one of the things so many of us talk about when we get on to the conversation is like that little war that happens, you know, inside, should I call, should I not, what should I say? And like the little war was like um, partly about like, well, don't talk about content or you could do this by yourself. You don't really, don't ask for guidance. No, all these little. Here, here, Dana, here, Dana, let me help you out with your practice. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Says the voice. Right? Yeah. You can't do this, and I know that, because I, because I, the voice of conditioned mind, really care about your awareness practice. So right. let me help you out. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because it kind of says, like, 
um, you should do this alone, which, you know, obviously we all know that one. And in fact, I was just teaching my students just this morning, like, don't feel like you should do it alone. Um, and, and, but I, and it's good to re it's really good to see that because I think that even though, like, as I'm getting, as I'm maybe dialing in, it's helping me see that I actually do have the tools to do it on my own. I still want to talk to somebody in the Sangha, like, I, like, yes, yes. I, guess I want the yes. support, I guess, you know. Yes, exactly. Those two things are not at all mutually exclusive, are they? Yeah. No. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, are we practicing that, you know, to, to hear the life, you know, each of us, you know, in however you say that, inside of ourselves, you know, our own, yes. I mean, we all have, we're all animated by the, the same intelligence. That wisdom, love, and compassion is, is within us. Every single one of us, you know, that's a big part of why we record and listen. But that doesn't at all mean we're not going to call in and ask for support and talk about our insights and, you know, get assistance when we're struggling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and what popped into my mind is that, like, I'm trying to remember, there's, there's like a, one of the old Buddhist chants, it's Om Mani Padmeam, I guess. We're like, we're all going over to the other side. And mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about how, like, what motivates somebody to call in is that we're at a crossing and we're making a difficult crossing. Mm -hmm. And we're mm -hmm. also, we're not going there until everybody goes there. And so, mm -hmm. you know, on the one mm -hmm. hand, it feels like a really personal crossing and I think that's where yeah. I was before I called in I felt very alone and scared mm. and like I was grappling mm. with this myself and but mm -hmm. it's not that's not what this is and um, mm -hmm. but when you're alone trying to make a crossing by yourself it's almost impossible mm. really I think to make that crossing yeah. I, I think that yeah. um, I think that's why like I, I need Jen and I need Michael because you guys are comforting voices for me and we need Sherry. We need everybody, you know, so that we can yeah. Yeah. talk. And, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think... I couldn't do it alone, really. No, no. And supposedly that was one of the three main things the Buddha said, right? We cannot do this alone. We need Sangha. We do. And and I think the thing you said a minute ago, we need all of us. That's so the crux of it right there. In the sense that this radio show needs Dana. Mm -hmm. You know, all of it, truly, each of us is a crucial part of that whole that you're describing and that crossing. Absolutely. And I, I really appreciate your point also that it is a, in many ways, it is a, um, what we're to use there, a solo. We do each have to cross in some sense, but we don't do it alone. Yeah, I guess it's, it's happening on both levels at the same time because yes. in a way where we start kind of trapped in ego and then we're crossing mm -hmm. out of that 
we have to cross mm-hmm. out of that to to make the crossing. And yes. Uh, yes. it's hard to put into words, but it, it it is a personal process at the same time as it's not. And I do sometimes yeah. call in. I do sometimes call into the radio show just because, like other people, I want my voice heard and I I want to participate. And so that definitely, mm-hmm. it, it, it does work all the different ways. It's not like just looking for guidance and that kind of thing. But today, yep. I really called in because I really needed comfort. Um, mm-hmm. And there was that mm-hmm. voice telling me that there was something wrong with that. And I think that's really important to right. see. It's really important to see. And in a sense, you know, we were talking a little while ago about the importance of following guidance. And that's the same thing for that internal guidance. I project for you there was just a sense of call into the radio show tonight and you followed that guidance. You were willing to follow that guidance and not believe the voice that said, well, you shouldn't need that. You shouldn't because you need you can do it yourself. Yeah, there were a lot of voices saying for various reasons not to and like there always are all these negative voices about being part of a sangha even though I've been part of it like you know I wouldn't say half my life but you know for a long time um yeah and and also there's like a voice sometimes like who says oh well what you're going through is so trite and it's not trite the thing that I'm suffering with is having like um chronic illness and um, people not knowing how to fix it and, you know, um, losing parental supports who used to know how to fix it. And, you know, they're like obviously real big issues dealing with mortality and everything, but there's still that ego voice that says, oh, ho, hum, you know, uh, this is tried and nobody, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's it's pretty powerful. It's obviously ego is very powerful, but it's yeah. it's it's oh, good yeah. to see that like, and cruel. Yeah, very cool. And it's just it's good to um, see that the 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 wanting the comfort of sangha overrode that. Yes, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And you know, to me, when when the self hate is like that. I I always like to go to that place of, wow, would I ever, ever be that way with some? So if my friend or someone I loved comes to me and is experiencing chronic illness and they don't really know what to do about it, no one has been able to figure out what's going on and, and not being able to assist with that, would I ever say to someone, I mean, what? That's so trite. Right. Well, of course, they wouldn't. No way. But, like, for me, you know, some of those kinds of encouragements I can get to on my own with my own practice, but there's always pieces, there's always more to get through communication with others in the Sangha. And so, yeah, absolutely. Lucky, and that's why I called. And so, thanks for all the comfort, (laughs) everybody. (laughs) <laughs> well, th- thank you for calling in, and, and I, I feel sure there are all kinds of people saying, thank you for calling in, Dana, because then in this conversation, I heard exactly the thing that I needed to hear tonight. 
And who knows, you know, how many people for how many years to come, because this is now going to be part of the archives, are going to have that experience that we talk about so often where they're going to be going through their life and something's going to be happening and they're going to just randomly choose to listen to this recording and say, wow, that is exactly the conversation I needed to hear today. Thank you, life. Yeah, I was running out of archives. I've like heard them all again and again, so I felt like I had to make a new one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yep. Take care. Yep. Excellent. All right. Thanks, Dana. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Dana. And yes, Jen, I have exactly the same experience listening to practice conversations. They're just make me relax. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yes. And we have another caller here. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hey, this is Anna from uh, San Carlos, California. Hi, Anna. Oh, hello, Anna. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm just really happy to connect. Um, it's been a while. Uh, just considering what yeah. I might talk about. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. I just, I'm just happy to connect. I've sort of been. Um, That's plenty, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been a while, and I've um, and I've sort of had this experience recently where I'm like, I'm kind of like I feel there's something missing, you know, and I'm like, what is that? And and like I'm a little bit, I don't know if the word, maybe I'm, I'm not bored really, but there's just like a, uh, I feel like there's something missing, and at some point I'm like, oh right, like. I have not been practicing in a really consistent way. Um, and yeah. it, I just, it's been a helpful um, realization that um, it's, it's not as though it's gone, you know. It's like it makes such an imprint in, I don't know, my soul or something, you know, yeah. that it's not yeah. as though it's gone, but it's just that Mm-mm. without the focused effort and the, um, yep. and the time carved out of my life, it doesn't, it's not as vibrant. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I love that. I don't know if you heard the the earlier parts of the show, but in that conversation where we were talking about um, that so often the the life information is in the conditioned message. So there's this message like, I'm kind of bored. You know, something's missing. Yeah. And that's supposed to sort of send us off on this goose chase of like, okay, maybe I need a new house or a new car. Vacation. Yeah. I'm sure it's a vacation. That's what I need, right? But instead, what you realize is, oh, right, I, I haven't been, my practice hasn't been of late what it had been before there. Well, that yeah. says a lot. And then that realization yeah. of, you know, I mean, boy, that could be cause for a huge beating, which it doesn't sound like it is. And that's so fabulous too because then what you get to experience is you know what it's all in there you know like riding a bike yeah so the only the only thing there is now is i just really want to turn some more attention to it that's all we don't need to have a conversation about what happened or a tone or you know anything just okay great yeah so so you do exactly that by calling into the radio show boom here you are yeah now you're practicing Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and it's like I know it's there because it, it, it did kind of feel like that, like, oh, right. Um, and yeah. it does kind of feel yeah. like, um, you know, this, like, demand to be perfect. It doesn't even feel like that's there. It's like, okay, let's take the first step here. Let's, like, let's, like grab back onto one thing that we can do here and then build from there yeah. um, instead of, like, yeah. demanding everything to be whatever it needs to condition mind things it's going to be. But it, and it does because feel of course like it's that's going to be the thing that yeah. Turns well, I was into just, I I was just going to quickly say because yeah. that's the thing that's going to overwhelm us, right? Okay, okay, we need a yeah. whole program here to get you back into practice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and it's so interesting because it's like while I have not been as involved or really involved with you know structured practice, it, I still feel that it permeates a lot of my life, you know. Um, but I think mm-hmm. without the yeah. focused attention and time, it's just, it's not as vibrant. I, I, that's the only way I can describe it, yeah. where it's, it's not as available. Yeah, I'm right it with you. leaves for longer periods of time, you know. Yep. Um, so yep. it's, um, and I just, I want it, I don't want that. So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, right. um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly so. so. I just, you know, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, as you were talking, I would just, you know, often we'll use the analogy of fitness. And so, you know, you're yeah. spending a lot of time on fitness, and then you don't. And it's and if you are very fit, then you're going to be going around in your life, and you're going to be carrying your groceries easily, and, you know, whatever the sort of daily fitness things are, you're going to stay in some level of shape, and, and your fitness will be paying off. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. If we're not spending that same kind of focused time, there isn't that same vibrancy. There isn't that same strength to it. But I love what you're pointing at, which is truly the minute you realize it, you turn your attention back to it, it's all right there. That's it. Yeah. And now you have a wide yeah. open field to decide, you know, what are the things you want to add in so that you've got that vibrancy. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um. Yeah, yeah, I feel really grateful just to have found the practice and um, also that it's uh, it's there for me to turn back to. I mean, for many years I was, you know, I had this like, it's here, I need to take advantage of it for every moment and life happened and um, yep. and I got pulled away for a while and I'm really glad that other people were doing that while I was away. Um, so right. it's like, isn't that yeah, amazing? Still, Talk about yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. it. I mean, and there are things that happen. You know, you had a bunch of stuff, yeah. you know, things yeah. in your life. And so a couple other things going on, you know. And yes, yeah, thank goodness that all those all those times every Tuesday night other people called into the radio show. <laughs> and yeah. so the archives kept right going along. And yeah. now here you are. And things yeah. are, you know, sounds like you're shifting back in some ways so that you'll yeah. have, you know, might have a little more time and attention for it, great. And so you'll be yeah. part of that. Now we're to the image of the, you know, the birds flying in formation, right? And we yeah. all take different turns at different parts of that formation. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm just feeling really grateful. And, um, yeah, thank you for being here. And I'm, I, you know, excited to be able to connect. Amen. Yep. Thank you for yeah. calling in, Anna. Again. Yeah. For following yeah. that inner guidance. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Anna. And that was wow. And Jen, in the interest of time, uh-huh. we get four four minutes here. Would you like to take okay. have a short conversation? Sure. Let's go for it. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, Jen. Hello, Michael. This is Deepa. Hi, Deepa. Hey, Deepa. Um, I'm not sure um, that I put myself in the queue because there was a lot of uh, back and forth with the technology, but I'm happy to be Mm. here. Okay, very good. Light, so life put you in the queue, it sounds like, Deepa. <laughs> totally, totally. And I, um, totally. I know we don't have that much time left, but with the last conversation, what came to mind was um, there was a conversation a few months ago in the morning show where somebody was talking about how in choir, in singing, uh, somebody holds uh, the, yeah. the note while somebody else takes a breath. Yes. Do you remember uh, that? I, yes. That is and so that's, such that's a beautiful what addition to the conversation, Deepa. That's what yes. dropped in when, uh, when, when you were having that last call. You know what's so fun about that, Deepa? Is I yeah. love the piece of that you didn't actually consciously put yourself in the queue, but I just mm-hmm. pictured this conductor who wanted that, that piece that you just said to be part of the chorus. And so oh, wave lovely on. Mm. <laughs> You're on, Deepa. <laughs> that's lovely. And I, I, that's just mm. lovely, Jen. I'm just having goosebumps. Um, and I, I also had the pleasure of speaking with the guide yesterday morning as part of our year-long retreat. Mm-hmm. And the guidance I received was, um, again, pointing to the earlier conversation uh, that Michael reflected at the end, which was to follow through with the guidance. Mm. So, um, yeah. for me, the guidance yesterday was, why don't you tack on maybe doing some of your own work that ego says you're not able to do, while at the end of something else that I ha- have volunteered to do, which ego again says I cannot uh-huh. do. So, here I am with a double whammy. You can't even do your own work. Why are you doing someone else's work? Basically, that's the just a bit and then uh, the guidance was well when you after you do someone the, the work that you volunteered for why not piggyback that have that be the structure for doing and just between yesterday and today I uh, <laughs> I mean I rarely say this but I I don't think it's me saying it I think it's like I knocked it out of the ballpark <laughs> Good for you. And it, it I seems, love it, Eva. It really feels like fun to say it, and it's a practice win and yeah. it's a practice success. And I want to be that chorus that um, yeah. makes that makes that song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, again, it's just it's so perfect, right? Because a life called on you to be able to report that you knocked it out of the park. And it, as you say, it's not you. It literally is life just saying, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I'm sorry, that, but that is what happened. You, you hit it out of the park. That's just what happened. <laughs> and, and, it's, and, and you it's fall to just, 
Yes, and it it hasn't been forty eight hours, and wow. that's success upon yeah. success. Uh, and it's just yeah. I'm a success upon success. Yeah. 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 So yeah. thank you very much. And, I mean, within forty eight hours, you receive the guidance which, as you say, puts you right up against a very, very core thing. It's a double whammy. Not only do you not have time to do this thing, but you don't have time to do your own. <laughs> so the guidance says, we'll do mm-hmm. both of them. And within 48 hours, you do it, you knock it out of the park, and you're back to, to report about it. Yes. I love it. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank, thank you, Deepa. I think I think life made a very good move on muting <laughs> as always. <laughs> as always, yeah. Thank you very much right. again, and thank you, Michael. All good right, night. thank you. Good night. Thanks for joining us, Deepa. And Deepa, I cannot mute you, so if you could mute yourself, that'd be great. Will do. And Jen, what a fabulous show! And we're at the end here. A fabulous show, indeed. Yes, so yeah. fun, Michael. Speaking yes. of fun. Yes. So thank you, Jen. And thank you, everyone. Go happy. All right. Go happy. Bye-bye. Bye.